Hey friend, welcome to the Through It, Not Over It podcast. My name is Savannah and I'm a 20-something, recovering perfectionist and people pleaser who was obsessed with climbing the ranks in public accounting as a CPA. This podcast is all about navigating the adult world together as we have fun learning tips and tricks to help us organize our lives, prioritize our relationships, and incorporate play more often, all while going through the curveballs the world throws at us. So girlfriend, let's get to it. Hello, welcome to episode number eight. I feel like I need a better, I don't know, start to the podcast instead of just telling you what number we're on. So we'll work on it. Maybe, maybe by episode nine or 10, we'll have something better figured out. But if you have any suggestions, just let me know. Cause I feel like just getting into it after the intro is just awkward, but that could just be a personal problem. I don't know. So today we're talking all about goal setting because it's an end of the month. We're halfway through the year and it's time to focus for July. So if you're anything like me, which I'm guessing you are because you're chatting here with me today, you set goals at the beginning of the year. Then summer hits and you go, oh shit, I haven't made any progress on them. And we put our heads down and focus really hard on our goals for about 12 days, right? Then it gets hard and we skip a day. And then one day turns into three days, which turns into a few months. And then September hits and we promise ourselves this month will be different. We actually make progress on our goals. And then we next thing we know, it's December 31st. And you're thinking, what the heck happened? Oh, well, next year will be different, right? And the cycle continues for years. This has been me for far too many years. And so this year, I finally got sick of it and tired of not keeping promises to myself. And I dubbed this year as the year of keeping my word. January, I started off strong. And I'm guessing you did too. We felt like we could conquer anything and that this year would be different. Well, then in February, we all hit a slump and we feel and fall back on that pattern of, I can slack off this month. We still have 10 months to hit our goals for the year. But February kind of felt icky because we were not keeping our word. We were not doing the things we promised ourselves. Gosh, right now, I wish I could see your face as we chat. But for now, I'm pretending you're nodding along over our warm cup of coffee together. Anyways, in March, I decided enough was enough, and I sat down with myself and I journaled, and I asked myself, what are my priorities for the month? Like, actually, what are my priorities? When journaling through this, I had my vision board in front of me to help guide me through what my heart and mind wanted to focus on this month. And at the end of journaling, I had 10 goals I wanted to accomplish for March. They were related to self-care and reading and crocheting and blog posts and relationships and health. And it's obviously later than March right now when I'm recording this. We're towards the end of June. And I want you to know that I've been putting this into practice. So March and April, I like really focused on this and then... May, I kind of let it slide and I got back into that February slump. And then now in June, I'm like really honing in on this and I'm feeling more alive than ever. 
that's just a tangent. And we're going to go on another quick tangent here on goal setting. So I will do a full podcast episode on this probably towards the end of the year. But in January, I set goals for the year that were big overarching themes. So one of them for me was connecting with friends monthly. Another one was reading at least one book per month. And another one was donating four crochet projects during the year. So when I sat down at the beginning of March to pick my monthly goals, I looked at the yearly goals and mentally kind of set checkpoints to get me to that big goal. So for the four crochet projects, I knew it was March, which is about a quarter of the way through the year. So I probably should be focusing on finishing up my first project to donate. Additionally, when I pick these monthly goals, I make them quantifiable. While the yearly ones, I kind of leave more open-ended for some things. So connecting with friends every month is one that I would leave open-ended because that's a good yearly goal. It can vary what it looks like each month. But if I were to write that down for my monthly goal, connect with friends, like how would I know if I achieved that? I needed to add a quantity to this. So when I was thinking about the month as a whole, I asked myself questions like, am I going to be able to see them in person or are FaceTime or Zoom dates better? And do I have the capacity to see friends every weekend, twice a week? or is it maybe one or two weekends? And for March, I decided to connect with friends at least twice, and it would likely need to be over FaceTime since the girls I wanted to talk to lived in different states. But in four, five, six months, I might want to have a weekend trip to go see one of my friends, or I want four in-person coffee dates. It just kind of flows with the season. So leaving our yearly goals open-ended like this gives us flexibility each month. So after I had these goals, I wrote them out on the whiteboard in our office. So I walk past this whiteboard hourly. Anytime I leave the office, which is just a second bedroom in our apartment, I see my goals written out. So anytime I have to pee or I want to grab a snack, I have the opportunity to read my goals. This part is key. Write your goals somewhere you will see them every day, if not multiple times a day. It is easy to forget our goals when we write them in our journal at the beginning of the month, but we don't ever flip back to that page. When our goals are written in a spot we see daily, we're constantly reminded of where we are going and it's harder to slip up. Only having monthly goals is not enough. Each weekend, I would sit down in the office while looking at the whiteboard and reflect on what I accomplished that week that brought me closer to those 10 goals. And when I say that I would reflect, sometimes I would literally write down one to three things that I accomplished that week if I really needed to see the evidence. And other times I would just kind of sit back and go, okay, yeah, I checked off two FaceTime dates this week. And after I reflected, I would decide what needed to be done in the coming week to take me closer to the goals. So some of the goals are going to require daily action. Some are going to require advanced planning. And some are just going to require time and discipline to get them done. And you need to plan accordingly each week. So let's go back to the goal of connecting with friends twice over FaceTime in March. The first week, I reached out to two college friends and asked when they were available to chat in the next few weeks. 
Once I had their schedules, I was able to plan when we could hang out for an hour or two via FaceTime. The second week, my to-do was to actually attend the FaceTime. The third week, my to-do was to confirm the time of our date and then attend the date. And quickly, that item was checked off my goal list for the month and without having to put too much stress into it. But knowing myself, and I am guessing you are so similar, that if you just written in your journal that your goal was to FaceTime friends twice a month, I know I would have done nothing. I probably wouldn't have taken the time and effort to reach out to my college friends to find the time, which was, it was so valuable having those conversations and having an action plan like, okay, today, all I have to do is find what their schedules are for the next two weeks. Like, that's not hard. That's an easy task and something that moves me closer to my goal. And then the next day, okay, they responded to me. Let's compare their schedule to my schedule and find a time. That's all I had to do the first week. When you break it down like that, it makes it super simple and easy to reach. I am not kidding when I say this whiteboard was key because every day I saw schedule FaceTime dates. Well, I have two FaceTime dates. And so I knew the first step was to schedule them. So let's break it down into seven, I think it's seven steps. I, I really should, you know, write out the numbers, one of the steps when I'm outlining these posts, but sometimes I just, it just flows. It flows. All right. I'm pretty sure it's seven steps. Seven steps to take when setting your goals this month. First, look at your vision board. Or if you didn't make one this year, that's fine. You could make one now or Think about all the things that you said you wanted to accomplish back in January or look back at that journal page from January. So just take a moment and look at it and let it sink in. Second, ask yourself the question, what are my priorities for the month? I normally start with any big trips or events or deadlines I know I will have because those are going to impact what I can actually accomplish. I'm not going to pick more than I can accomplish if I know I'm going to be out of town for two weeks or I'm going to be busy three weekends. Like It's going to be really hard to do some things that are going to require weekend time. So number two, like the second part of number two, I also write down all of the things I would love to accomplish. Just write them all down. We'll edit them later. We'll pick the most important ones a little bit later, which leads me to the third step. Pick your top five to eight goals for the month. And the reason I say this many is because some of them will be big that take the whole month, like reading a book, but some will be smaller that will only be like calling a friend. And make sure when you pick your goals that they're realistic and measurable. So have a number with them or some sort of way that you know, okay, I accomplished this goal because I read 100 pages, or I finished a book, or I, for me, sometimes with crocheting, I'm like, work on my crochet project. Nope. I say, finish one ball of yarn. That might be a really big ball of yarn this month, or it could be just a tiny ball of yarn. Just depends on what energy I can give it, give the goal that season. So once you have your goals, this is step number four, once you have them, I want you to cut your goals in half. You're probably like, what the heck? I just want to dream big. And you told me in step two to just write them all down. Yeah, I did. But you need to cut them in half. 
And I want you to dream big, but I want you to accomplish your goals. I'm in the middle of reading the book Finish by John Acuff, and it is changing my life. He talks all about how to finish your goals and beat perfectionism's grip on our goals. And one of the first principles is to cut your goal in half or double the amount of time to reach them. Because when we accomplish the goal, we love the feeling, so we want to keep going. For example, if your goal was to lose 10 pounds this month and you ended up only losing 7 pounds, you would be disappointed and want to quit because you didn't meet your goal, right? Well, if from the beginning your goal was to lose 5 pounds and you lost 7 pounds, you would be thrilled because you lost a little bit more and you would keep going. Goal achieving is all about tricking our brains. Seriously, try cutting your goals in half this month. I dare you to do it. Step number five, write those goals somewhere you will see every damn day. I love having them on the whiteboard in our office, but this can be on your mirror, on the fridge, a sticky note on your computer, on your phone lock screen. I think it's better to put it somewhere that someone else can see your progress on your goals. Having my goals out on that whiteboard, my fiance Michael also sees them daily and he holds me accountable because he knows when I am or I'm not acting in alignment with my goals. He knows if I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example, but if one of my goals was to lose 300 pounds this month, which is not realistic, he would probably call me out on that. First of all, like Savannah, that's not realistic. And second, if every night I was eating tubs of popcorn and ice cream, he'd be like, Savannah, is that really in alignment with your goal? And I know that this is an extreme example, but just to illustrate having someone that's around you and sees your goals all the time is going to help you with that progress. And it's very beneficial when you have a goal that's going to take you a month to do. So one of my goals for June was to release four podcast episodes. And I've been able to do that by staying consistent, releasing podcast episodes every Monday. But if something were to slip up and I missed one Monday and he saw that over halfway through the month, I'd only released one episode, he probably would ask me, what, what's going on? Do you need support releasing three more by the end of the month? Or do you need to edit your goal so that you achieve it? The sixth step is to reflect on your progress each week. So when you're planning out your week, ask yourself, how are you doing with your goals? Do you need to focus more time this week on reading so you can reach that goal? Do you need to change your goals because something unforeseen came up? And I don't want you just changing your goals because you're not going to reach it because it's too hard and scary to go after it. This is like when something crazy happens or you realize it's totally out of alignment and you're spending more energy on it than you really want to. Do you need to ask for support from a friend or a family member or a significant other to get you towards your goal? Or are you totally freaking crushing it? Wherever you are each week, remember it's okay to see the ebbs and the flows in your progress. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And the last step and the most important step with goal setting for each month is to have fun with them. Each week when you're sitting down to reflect, 
ask yourself how you can have more fun with the process. Because if you're miserable, you'll quit 100% of the time. So why not give yourself a leg up and have fun? So to hold myself accountable for July, here are my goals. And you better believe the first thing I do on July 1st, actually, it'll be on July 4th when I come back from out of town. But the first thing I'm going to do is write these on that dang whiteboard. So I have seven goals for this month. Read one book for fun. Read one personal development book. Number three is to connect with two friends. Four, release four podcast episodes. Five, make one scarf to donate. Six, make an extra $1,000 through virtual assistant work. And seven, lose five pounds. So what are some of your goals for July? Share them with me on Instagram and tag me in your story as you are setting your goals for July. And I will actually be picking one lucky lady to get her next coffee on me. All you need to do is use the template that I post today on my Instagram stories. If you need it, just go to at Just Life with Savannah on Instagram. Or if you're one of my email babes, I emailed it out to you this morning. Post your goals for your month on Instagram and tag me. I will be picking one winner on July 1st. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with a friend. Yes, text her right now as you're listening or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am honored to be on this journey with you. So until next time, keep your chin high as you go through all life throws at you. I'll talk to you soon.